0: Welcome to the Bodies by Brent podcast, the podcast designed to help you get the body and health you desire. I'm your host, Brent Ruska, and on today's episode, we have Libby Binsick. Libby is a Nashville-based personal trainer who coaches her clients on fitness, weightlifting, healthy eating, and balanced living. Her career has included roles at Disneyland, working as a model and cheerleader, and an appearance on season 36 of the hit TV show, Survivor. She's active on Instagram, where she shares training routines, recipe, inspiration, travel photos, and wellness advice. On this episode, we dive into what Survivor is like behind the scenes, the harm that over-restricting your caloric intake can do to your body when it's overdone. Libby's detailed workout routine every day of the week. I love going into workout routines with people. I think it gives the listeners, you guys, uh, a, a, a way of starting to think about training, you know, With this podcast, I'm trying to help you develop a way of thinking about fitness and wellness, kind of a a system in which you can navigate your own life and figure out what's best for you. Also, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I design workouts and also workout moves that do and don't get you results. Before we jump in, a shout out to our sponsor, AG1. I started taking AG1 about a month ago, and I'm actually quitting caffeine tomorrow for 30 days. I'm going to uh, share it on TikTok every day. I'm going to make a post as a log, and I'm going to be using AG1 as my replacement for caffeine. I'll dive deeper into why I'm quitting caffeine for 30 days, and you'll just have to check out my TikTok, Bodies by Brent. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself, and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bodiesbybrent. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash bodiesbybrent to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Guys, before we jump in, make sure you subscribe, leave a written five-star review, and if you're on Spotify, you can ring the notification bell so every time an episode comes out, you get notified. Thank you so much for being here and enjoy this week's episode. Libby, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I love having trainers on because it's so fun to just riff with each other about different questions clients have, and and then your own personal fitness journey. I think we can always learn from our stories. I want to dive into your story. So how did you end up wanting to get into fitness and having a passion for fitness?
1: I didn't really play a sport, a competitive sport Got in it. high school. And so out of high school, I just started going to the gym just because I thought that I needed to. It wasn't until... School
0: gym or you were outside?
1: School gym. And then uh, in college was when I really started to like get a gym membership and start going to the gym.
0: Okay. What would you do?
1: I would. So (laughs) I would just start like Googling things, but there was like, you know, I was, I was a decent looking girl in college. So of course trainers would always come up to me and be like, Hey, what you doing over there? And like explain to me some things and so
0: let's go talk to the pretty girl
1: yeah like hey do you need a trainer and so I would have trainers like give me workouts so I started to get a little bit more into it but it didn't really look like I was really into fitness. It wasn't until I had moved to Florida. I was living by myself. I was training for a marathon. So I knew how to run. I was, I did do cross country for a couple of years. So I was training for a marathon and I got really into it. I was just a natural born runner. I was really fast and I got obsessed. And then I got one of those Garmin watches and I would see how many calories I was burning. I was running so fast. And
0: how old are you at this point?
1: 20, 20 years old. OK. And so I was living I was working at Walt Disney World and out of
0: college, just fresh out. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I had gone to junior college for two years. I went to TCU for a semester and then moved to Florida because I got this opportunity to go. So I left dropped college. I was like, see, ya, I'm going to go be a princess. So at this time, I was very vulnerable getting into this sport and I started to lose a ton of weight and loved how I looked. Wow. I got Where did you
0: where did you start from? I just-
1: started at like probably 135, 140. Okay. Um by the end of this that year. So I started training in um January of 2013. By August, I was down to like 115. Wow. Yeah. I got what? so small. I was like not finishing my meals. I was only I was only eating what I would burn on my watch during my workouts.
0: Wow. So, so if I you was, burned like 500, you'd only mm-hmm. eat 500?
1: Yep. Wow. Or like think that I, that's all I could eat. And I really didn't know that this was before you could really track your macros. So like I would measure out my mini wheats, make sure that I only have one serving. I would like do it all in my head.
0: At least you were really disciplined. <laughs> I
1: was. I wish I could be a little bit more disciplined now these days. But no, that's a <laughs> Can I ask you, you what your
0: weight is now?
1: Now I'm back up to like 147, 145. But
0: I think that's good for people to know. Yes, definitely. You're super healthy, super fit.
1: I feel right? really good. Feel, feel really good. Very strong. And, and you're
0: what 10 pounds over 135 mm-hmm. or so.
1: Yes. And so I've definitely gone through a huge roller coaster of weight because at that time, so I went down to 118 or 115 and then lost everything. Like hormones were all out of whack. I saw how thin I was and everybody was, everybody was so like critical because i looked totally different people kind of looked at me like oh poor soul like poor little thing like no muscle why don't you go eat a kolache what you know in texas we have kolaches
0: tell tell people what that is so kolaches
1: are a delicious Czech pastry (laughs) and so they are sometimes fruit filled and sometimes they're meat filled okay but
0: i still never had one and I, i have a Czech last name
1: What's your last name?
0: Ruska with an
1: H. Oh, see, my last name is Vincic. Oh. And yeah, so it's very too? Yes. Cool. So, and our, our family has a Czech bakery.
0: Oh, awesome. So. Where is it? Um, it's give it a shout Vincic,
1: out. Vincic Smokehouse. Go check it out if you're in East Bernard. There you go. Yeah. Um, And it, it was, it just got to be where I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And then Instagram started like blowing up and people started posting more about fitness stuff and. Uh, fitness influencers came about and I would see these girls and they would be lifting and they would have muscle. And I was like, gosh, I feel like I have that, but I don't. And so I, I was like, I need to be strong. And that's kind of what started to get me more into the fitness lifestyle was just seeing how I lost every piece of my muscle. And so then after Disney and after my marathon, I kind of had to like come to Jesus moment and was like, okay, I need to figure this out. And then I did go back to school and I went seasonal at Disney. So I started working out a lot in the rec and um, was just made a lot of my friends at the gym and really started to take and take control of my lifestyle and my food and all of that was still very active, was still very lean. Well, how did Um, your
0: training start to change? What did you start to do? So
1: I still overtrained still still way overtrained. I would run 3 miles, then work out and do a whole leg day, walk all day and would like have rice cakes and eggs for the for breakfast and have like a smoothie and a protein bar for lunch. Like I just never really knew how to fuel myself. Yeah. And I was growing up in this like in a sorority. I I wasn't in a sorority, but my college was very sorority heavy, so I had that pressure of trying to be A pretty girl and like i was modeling a lot and then you're on instagram and you're at disney world and you're in front of a lot of people all the time and you just start to feel very self-conscious about every bite that you eat or every workout that you do it's going to make a difference and that was so stressful that it played so hard into everything else like
0: what was your eating like when you were cheerleading like in high school was it oh my pretty gosh. normal or was that
1: very normal
0: oh very normal well
1: i also i grew up in a very small town like we didn't we had one mexican food restaurant we had our vincic smokehouse barbecue joint cool. we had sonic and mcdonald's and dairy queen and so like you know that was our diet And unless mom <laughs> was making hamburger helper at night Yeah, so like that was basically all we had or nice. like canned green beans and stuff so like I would say my diet growing up was very, very all American, very all American. And so I really didn't know the difference until then when I like was off by myself grocery shopping, I was going to the farmer's market and buying like random stuff that I've never heard of and like pea shots and weird stuff that I was like, oh, I'm going to make a wrap with this random beet hummus in it. I don't know what this is. And, and like trying to be all cool and earthy in Florida and I (laughs) loved it. And I, I mean, I would say now I have more of that in me. Yeah.
0: When did yeah? When did it all start to click?
1: After college, I stayed in Dallas and I started modeling more. And then I got the opportunity to be on Survivor.
0: Okay. And what weight are you now? Before at that summer.
1: weight, I was one, one, like one thirty. I was like, like kind of. I was gaining muscle. I was gaining weight. I was traveling a lot, You're
0: eating a little more,
1: eating more, doing that. And then I, I also got an opportunity to be a personal assistant for a baseball player and his family. Cool. So then I lived with that, with that family and they really well. So then I started to like, finally understand like, okay, I'm on my own. I'm with family. Like this is what real life is. I was so independent trying to just make it everywhere. I was trying to make sure I was the best at what I was doing, trying to make sure I was always getting a workout in and always just eating like healthy, All the time that I never really allowed myself to just like take a breath and understand that you are normal. You are like a fit human, but you are allowed to eat this. This is why they have the food. They have food because you can eat it. Like (laughs) stop trying to make yourself eat this like rabbit food all the time. And it just was a mental shift for me Mm. because once I was. Out of control of that, or I needed to shift my priorities into saying, like, okay, you're growing up. You need to be an adult. You need to find work. You need to do this stuff. Health was always there. It it was like there for me, but I needed to find other things needed to be more important. You know, not necessarily not my health, but just like being in control of eating healthy food.
0: Too much pressure on on food alone. Right. All right. So now you're entering into survivor. How did how did how did how did did you? So you, how did you get on Survivor? Oh my
1: gosh. What a, that, that was crazy. So I was at a job, a modeling job in Dallas and one of my Facebook friends, she wasn't really one of my friends at the moment, but she was just a Facebook friend. She messaged me. She was like, Hey, someone's interested in you being on this TV show. She's going to reach out to you and just know that she's legit. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay, great. And me, and meanwhile, this modeling job was like Pretty dangerous for me. It was just not a good job for me. I wasn't surrounded by very good people. I was lost, but I was like very desperate. And so I got this call from her, and it was just a Facebook message. And then, whenever she told me, like, hey, you seem like you're somebody that we really are looking for. Like we need a blonde, single Southern girl that's going to be flirty and fun. And I was like, well, that's all me. I, I can do that. And she was like, okay, great. So then I just like jumped all in, started watching Survivor every, every minute of every day. I was like, okay, I can do this. And I became obsessed with the show. So it wasn't only for me to just like be on Survivor needed an out. I was like, I really love this show. And I then started training for it. I was like, oh, wow. I started doing all the research on like, okay, I'm very small already. How long will I last? What diet do I need to do? I started doing super smart. Yeah. Well, I started doing the keto diet, which I guess <laughs> it was, it was like kind of worked for me, Yeah, but it did help me to gain weight in, in like a way that I was kind of sustaining like good weight. Okay. I, I would say that I like put on muscle. My metabolism was really good, but I just was trying to find a way to like, I, I knew that I would only have rice and coconut out there. And I knew that I would like, I would need a lot of energy on lesser amounts. of. Ca- I was just trying to like, I was working with an navy. Make AD yourself shield. as
0: energy efficient as possible. Exactly. Like whatever you got, you were going to use really efficiently. Right. Super smart.
1: So I... And then I started training physically for that. Like all of my fitness things, I was holding on to stuff. I was doing pull-ups. I was balancing things like lifting weights on the BOSU ball and doing weird stuff where I was like not thinking about losing weight. I was thinking about being a better athlete. Awesome. And so that's, I think, what made the biggest shift for me was like, Oh, I don't have to just train to constantly think about losing weight. I can train to be stronger. I can, I can train to be better at something.
0: Was that like the shift right there? Yes. It
1: was something so big for me because I wanted to be able to do pull-ups. Okay. How do I need to be doing pull-ups? I want to be able to do push-ups, but I need to be doing 50 push-ups. So what do I need to strengthen to be able to do push-ups? And I was like, oh, wait, I need muscle. So how do I build muscle? Oh, yeah, I need to eat food. And so all of these things just started becoming more just all aligned. I was like, wow, okay, this is what I need to be doing. I was I realized that I just kept going to the gym because I just felt like I needed to lose weight. And it yeah. was not the thing for me. You don't always need to lose you weight. look a
0: certain way. Right. You're always training to look some way mm-hmm. for some job.
1: Exactly. And so then I went out on Survivor. I feel like I crushed it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't last as long and I didn't win, but I came out so much stronger than I went in there. I loved the game. I won challenges and I did things that I was I never thought that I could.
0: Well, yeah. Well, tell me about one of the hardest challenges you did.
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, A lot of the obstacle courses were really hard. Yeah. So. Is it nerve wracking? Oh my gosh. It's very nerve nerve wracking because listen, like you only get one shot at this. All right. So.
0: And you're hungry too, right? You're
1: so hungry. You don't eat. Like we did win an egg. (laughs) We got an egg, Brent. Okay. So the first day we won an egg and we were like, okay, how are we going to eat this egg? Like this is the only thing we get to eat today. And One egg. One egg. One egg. And yeah, well, okay. Between how many people? So no, no, no. We each, Each we won 10 eggs. Yeah. Yeah, And so we got to eat. We each got to eat one egg in our tribe. Yeah. And then you were given a bottle of rice and you also had coconuts just scattered around the island. And so we would find like good coconuts. We'd find awful coconuts. And sometimes we'd get to eat it and like mix it with some sea salt and like, you know, that was really good. But you're doing these challenges. I would say like there was one challenge where you had to go underwater. You had to bring a treasure chest from the water up to the sand and drag it up there. You had to push it onto a ramp and then you had to pull the treasure chest all the way over. Then once you got the treasure chest to the end of the ramp, you had to open it and throw, uh, throw balls up onto a giant like, uh, like pillar. Okay. And they had to land on top of the pillar perfectly. And the, and the, tribe that got all of the balls up there you won immunity so you didn't have to go to a tribal council
0: wait how many people were competing teams at that point
1: so there were only two tribes
0: dang so it's real intense
1: Mm -hmm. so only yeah one tribe against one tribe there was also our first food reward challenge i got to like win it like i was the last person to do this but you had to wrestle someone in the water and get the your you had to swim all the way to the end of this pull grab the ring and get the ring to your side of the pole and but meanwhile like you're fighting these other two girls so well it was me and one girl and then two other girls from the other tribe and wow. we were like fighting for it it was like so intense but each time when you accomplish something for your tribe whether it you be as a team or individually it was one of those monumental moments of like I just accomplished this for my tribe, for me, and for whoever's rooting for me on the other side of the camera, you know, because you, at that point, you don't really think about those people. You think about your game. And then when you go back and watch it, like six months later, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What would be your mindset going into the games?
1: My mindset, I'd be praying a lot. I still was really proud of how I played. And I ended up losing 16 pounds in 20 days. That's how intense the game is. You just literally you're you're going so hard and you're not eating. Your mental strength becomes like the only thing you can really rely on.
0: What was one of the hardest points for you physically, you know, hunger wise and just feeling that weight being gone?
1: Well, I kept thinking I was like, oh. You don't have a mirror. So that's one thing. I didn't know if my weight was gone or not. I just kept having to retie my, like my underwear or my swimsuits. I kept having to retie them and I was like, dang, they're just stretching out so much. (laughs) Like gosh, like I feel like I haven't been eating and I'm not losing any weight. And like one of the girls was like, yes, you are like you are. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to talk about this, but maybe I am. I don't know, but it was the hardest part for me was actually being cold. I hate being cold and you're sleeping on the bamboo bed that you make and in the bamboos like slots. So like sometimes my arms would like get really, really tired and like fall asleep and then I'd be really cold. And so then I'd go and sleep like in the dirt because yeah. you're a little warmer and you have the fire right there and you don't sleep a lot. You also don't know what time of day it is. I so. feel like
0: this would really change your mind, strengthen your mind, change your mindset. How did that affect you? Do you feel much different now going through that on the other side? And how do you feel different?
1: I would say that coming out of Survivor, it was very difficult. Really? Because you're, you're playing a game with 20 people or 19 other people that you've never met in your life. And you have to either trust them or not trust them. Wow socially it was really tough because then you start looking at everybody like they're on survivor. Like, can I trust this guy? I don't know. Like, would he be an ally? I'm not sure. Wow. Going mentally. Like, uh, I don't know if I want to be friends with you. Honestly, too. I got out of the game and I went back to Georgia where I was living for the personal assistant job. I went back there. They weren't home. They live in the piney woods of Georgia. I literally got from off from the plane to their house and was still alone. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like PTSD. I feel, so it was a little harder for me to recover because I was out there for a while by myself. Outside of the game, you really do become more self-sufficient. You become more mentally strong and things that I thought that were going to be very difficult for me or imagining myself pre-survivor looking into challenges, they aren't as hard anymore because i'm like if i can do this i can do this or like if a seems challenging well b is going to be harder but i'm going to a- accomplish both because i can yeah and you you just you become a lot more physically and mentally aware of like what you're able to do
0: that's amazing mm-hmm. and then you come off out of that show you train for strength you went through all this weird starving and eating and starving and eating now yep. where are you yeah
1: i know <laughs> so then i decide to move to nashville nice and i move in with an awesome friend and she's very into fitness as well and so we start going to the gym together and i'm about 125 at this point and still like pretty small And then I start gaining weight when I live in Nashville. Yeah, I start having more of like the going out lifestyle. And it was very mentally like, like though I was a lot stronger, like, oh yeah, this is fine. Like I'm going to strength train. I know. And I'm aware of it was hard to watch my body grow.
0: Did you start eating everything as soon as you got out of Survivor?
1: Well, no. The next day, once I got voted out, you go to Ponderosa. Okay. The next morning I woke up, I started running. I started, I was like, I am shredded. I looked in the mirror. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm tan. I have a six pack. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'd like oatmeal. I'm going to go run. I'm going to go like, I worked out every day. I ate really healthy because they gave you all of the things that you wanted on Pondros. It was like heaven. You wow. literally got to eat whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted.
0: You probably were just having such a dopamine serotonin. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> you're just like high all the time. Yeah.
1: Things. You wake up and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever!" But you're also mad that you're out of the game. Let's not forget that. For sure. But, but yeah. So, but you, I gained like two pounds every day. I went from like not eating anything to yeah. eating like even oatmeal, walnuts, fish. Like I was eating like very healthy things, a lot of them. But I was eating a lot of healthy things, and your body just clings on to stuff. So then that's yeah. when I realized I was like, "Okay, I." I'm never going to put my body through that again. I'm never going to starve myself again because that's not ever going to work. Yeah, That works for a little bit, but maintaining something like that just does not work for your body. It's such an
0: interesting way to go through something so extreme of starving yourself to realize that. That's an important lesson I think everybody kind of needs to hear. Right, Starving strategy does not work.
1: It does not work. It's not sustainable. And when there are girls that think that you can just drink all the time and like I'm sure you see that as a, as a personal trainer. You see females, they just like they want to go out. They want to have fun. They'll drink a lot because they'll drink all their calories and they'll be super sick the next day. They won't eat very much. Maybe binge one meal and it's just one of those seesaw diets that it's really hard on your body to understand like, hey, what am I supposed to do with all of this that you keep giving me?
0: Yeah, it's same with cutting out food groups too. Which can get kind of, you know, same as starving yourself is I'm not going to eat carbs or I'm not going to eat this. It's, it's the same. It's in the same realm of starving yourself. And then you end up binging on carbs or whatever it may be, depriving yourself. Right. Depriving in general can backfire pretty strongly. It can have its benefits, but it's not a long-term strategy.
1: Right. It's, it is. And that's, That's why I'm so happy that I did get to go through it. And fortunately for Survivor, it's one of those most dangerous things you can do to yourself in the safest way because you're always watched by a doctor. You're always checked on by production and all of that. So you're never completely like in danger, but you're still without anything and you're still on your own until the absolute straw like until they need to come in and they, but they still check on you daily. So that's why I was very fortunate to be able to experience what I did and the way I did that to be able to learn and pertain it to what I'm doing right now.
0: I love it. So then when did you decide I'm being, I'm going to be a trainer?
1: I decided to be a trainer whenever I was in California. So I was living in California at the, um, after Survivor, after Nashville, I got an opportunity to work for Hallmark and I was driving back and forth. So I was living in Hermosa Beach. I was driving to Burbank every day, but I had no friends back where I was living. And so I decided to join a gym and on the weekends I would train, but I initially was just a member and they were like, Hey, you're really good at working out. We need a we need another trainer. Are you interested? And I was like, I've never been a trainer before. I would love to though. And so I started shadowing and just jumped right in and loved it. And just was naturally one of those jobs that I guess was always on the back of my mind because I was always in the gym and I loved being in front of people. I loved talking to people. I just didn't know if I would be good at it. And I loved it. It was so rewarding. It was one of those jobs that I saw the impact that I was making on other people and kind of gave me like those Disney feels again, which is kind of fun. But
0: what are the Disney feels?
1: The Disney feels. It's like the Disney magic. You're Got like it. just make people smile. Yeah, and yeah. like I would work with someone so hard and they would finally accomplish a push up and be like, Oh my gosh, I did it. And I'm like, you did it. And it's like (laughs) such a celebration. And so it's one of those things where you can really have an impact on people, either a good or a bad way. And so I started training in California. And then I was approached by a franchise member or franchise owner that was building one of those gyms in Nashville. And he wanted me to come and be the head trainer there. And I was like, okay, I could either give up this job that's not really giving me a lot it's not something that I can really grow into. And I can also go back to the South and you know, have my own place. And maybe this might be something I want to do. And so then I became the head trainer of this gym and loved it, was doing every everything for the gym. But then I literally was doing everything for the gym and I was getting so burnt out. And I was trying to be a personal trainer to all these clients and these members, but wasn't really getting paid for it. Then I thought, you know, I could just jump ship and just be a personal trainer and see what kind of light I can bring in on those people that really want to commit to doing and changing their life. And so it, one member turned into two turned into five turned into like 18 now. So it's That's been awesome. awesome.
0: That's so good. Well, yeah. congratulations doing all that. Thank you. And Thanks. you're super passionate about strength training. Yes. Why is that?
1: I love strength training because in all the times that I felt like, I was weak or I wasn't good enough the strength training showed me that I was and I think that that it there's so much more to it so much more than just growing muscle it's so much more than just you know riding out a workout it's finding things that you're not strong at and getting stronger and literally seeing it for yourself and
0: how has that changed things for you
1: it's changed things for me in a drastic way because not only do I see myself changing in such a in a physical way like seeing myself grow stronger but I'm able to pass that along to other people and that's really cool because girls are so afraid to strength train and then when they start strength training and they start doing things that or watching themselves not be really good at a push up and then eventually getting better at it or you know squatting really light because they don't want to get really strong legs or something like that, whatever they say. Yeah. Um. But then watching them not get bulky legs, but lifting so, so much heavier, realizing like, oh, I just needed to do, I just needed to lift. I just needed to get a little stronger. And then that carries into everything that you do. It carries into your job. It carries into your family life. It carries into your friends, it carries into your diet. And It's, it's just, it's a domino effect and all of these positive things, it lifting and working out and doing things good for your body is only going to do good for everything else. It's not going to do anything worse.
0: It's, it's the ultimate female empowerment. It's like, it's so empowering when women get stronger. I see it all the time. That's why I like training women. They're not really exposed to weight training like guys are, Mm -hmm. you know, they're always kind of exposed to it. And women are so eager to learn because they're so unfamiliar with it, at least a lot of my clients. And when, yeah, when they start to learn something and squat and get stronger, you just see this radical shift in them. And they realize, wow, this thing I've been avoiding, lifting heavy, is the thing that actually makes me smaller. Right. Right.
1: Right. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing to watch them because they also think that like, oh, I'm just like a girly girl and I like makeup. And I'm like, oh i love makeup i love doing my hair i love taking care of myself being
0: strong is very feminine
1: right i yeah strong is sexy i always say that i'm like girls like you you want a butt you want like to feel a little bit more like independent and then lift stop to, like stop spending all of your time on the cardio machine listening to music listening to podcasts and trying to be better and doing it in in that sense like you can do that but Add some strength into your life and just notice how it changes everything. It really does make you smaller too.
0: Yeah. And anybody listening, especially women, you know, I understand you being fearful in the beginning and and usually the first month or so you might gain weight and you might feel bigger, but you will start to shrink.
1: Right, and right. It will
0: start to shrink because it takes time for you, if you're getting your diet in check, to start to lean out. But at first, you're just going to put on any muscle that you just didn't have initially. But you have to remember all the fat that's around the muscle will eventually start going down and down and down. You'll look much smaller. If you keep only doing cardio and keep starving yourself, you're not going to look healthy, but you're also going to stay bigger.
1: Right. Right. It's that
0: muscle that's going to finally give you that shape and that look you're looking for. And it's, you know, a lot of my clients go through the first three months, they go through a period of where they just get a foundation. And then it's the next nine months where they really dial in their body because it takes time to change habits and tweak things and get strong and learn technique. And then they get to a place where then once they're kind of leaned out and they're tight and toned, then if they want to get bigger, they can start adding calories. But it's it's a hard thing to do. Right. It's a hard thing to put on more muscle. It takes a lot of work.
1: It takes a lot of work, takes a lot of food. And that's why yeah, some of my clients they'll weigh themselves. I I give them the option. I'm like, I'd love for you to weigh yourself, give like but if you don't want to right now as we're like getting into like you're just now starting to strength train, it's okay. But if you do weigh yourself at the beginning, don't weigh yourself for 3 months. Like don't weigh yourself for three months. Don't even look at the scale because you definitely need to first find that foundation, track your habits, understand like when you eat, when you're hungry, what's making you hungrier? What are you craving? All that kind of understanding. So that way you can listen to your body and understand intuitive, like intuitively, like, okay, I'm hungry. Not like, oh, it's this time I need to eat. This time I need to eat. Like allow yourself to kind of track your habits. Yeah. And then when you want to get serious about, okay, I need to lose weight, I want to gain muscle, whatever, then you can start macro counting and we'll work on that and and you know, get a little bit more in tune with like what your body really needs.
0: Yeah. Just get lifting, get eating a balanced diet for you, and then see what happens. Mm -hmm. Lose some fat, put on some muscle, and then yeah, pick a direction and then start to get a little more intense with it. Instead of people are like, should I get a macro plan right plan right away and all that's like it's way way too ahead. Right. Too much too much too soon. It's not helpful.
1: Right. And as a female like I was and I that I've gone back and forth with different weights. Now that I've kind of allowed myself to be so much more balanced and enjoy food, I love food. I love I don't cut out anything in my diet. I eat everything. I just understand when I'm hungry, when I need what food. And I've done like the macro counting and I've had to experience the reverse dieting effects of like, okay, I need to up my calories now so that I can lower my calories when I want to do like, you know, summer bod, whatever. Totally. Um, but it was definitely, I used myself as, as an experiment. So I had to weigh myself like I didn't have to, but I wanted to weigh myself every day for two weeks see how much, how I go back and forth. And I'll like one morning I'll be this weight. The next morning I'll be five pounds heavier. The next day I'll be like three pounds lower. And then you stay at the same weight. So I like to see like my habits of my body. So that way I'm like, okay, at this time I ate this amount of calories. So a lot of food, but I stayed the same. That's crazy. Like I, I didn't eat this much, but I kept adding like a hundred every week and watching myself stay the same because my body was like, Hey, I understand now like I can work off of this amount of weight. So then when I go back to a lower amount, then I'll start losing weight.
0: Exactly. Whoa. Talk about why? what is reverse dieting and why you use that approach to eventually lean out.
1: Reverse dieting is um, basically when you start adding more calories into your diet to tame your metabolism, to understand that uh, to start working off a set amount of calories and... I, I don't really I don't know how to explain this in the best way but for example, if I was plateauing and I would kept eating 1800 calories as a very active female mm-hmm. it really wasn't enough for me but my body wasn't losing weight because it was just holding on to it and saying well, like, a, okay you're,
0: yeah you're at a point where you can't go lower because you can't maintain your workouts mm-hmm. right?
1: right? You can't go lower because you can't maintain your workouts, but you also are like, you're not going higher because you think you're going to gain weight. But if you start to gradually go higher, slowly adding those calories in and allowing you to finally get to the point where you should be eating, but you're now you're eating it very comfortably and you're saying, okay, I am full now. Like I really am like giving my body enough energy to work off of, build that muscle. And I'm just feeling really good. Then when you go back, and you start lowering your calories, you're actually going to lose weight because your body has been used to a higher amount of calories.
0: Yeah, your metabolism adapts to your calorie amounts. That's why it's like if you're always in a very restrictive place, you're always like eating only 1,000 calories. It's 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 very challenging to cut even more calories, right? So if you up your calories, your performance and your workouts will go up. You'll probably be just burning more calories in general from your workouts and then you start to cut and then, yeah, you'll start burning more body fat.
1: Yeah. Be, be and your body is starting to gain that muscle. So you are going to start looking better. You're going to start looking leaner because you'll have a lot more muscle on your body, but you'll be losing that fat. And that's what ultimately what we want to do to look better and feel better. Yeah,
0: exactly. How do you, how do you train now? What's your training split and style of training?
1: I strength train a lot. Yeah. Right now. Walk me because, through a week. Okay. So a week with me. Um, So I, Right now, because I am kind of into like growing my business, my personal train, my training was put a little bit more like not as top priority. For sure. Maintenance mode. Right. Yeah. Yes. I was in my (laughs) bulking phase. Um. But I, I would say like right now, I, Monday, I like to train back, like back at it Monday. I like to train like strength training back and I'll do. How do we
0: start this back day? Oh, I I love the details of how uh, it all yes. goes. Okay, yeah.
1: so we'll go into every detail. So <laughs> usually I'll do some stretches. I like to do, I like to do a classic warm-up, doing like inchworm walkouts, push-ups. I still do like reverse lunges, reaching overhead, doing things like that, always engaging my core first. So always adding planks and crunches on a big yoga ball so I could do deficit crunches. Um and then I really like to get my heart rate up. Just to get me in the mode for like, so like five minutes or two to five minutes of rowing or skier doing nice. things like that.
0: I think that's great, too, because it, it gets your mindset in to what you're about to do and gives you a chance to kind of like visualize and think about, OK, mm-hmm. I'm about to go into training, like turn your mindset from. You came off the street. Now you're going into the gym to train.
1: Right. Get get a good song on. Mm-hmm. I'm like in the mood and I grab a resistance band and I do a lot of the exercises that I have planned in my workout with the resistance band. So if I'm doing back day and I want to do lat pull downs, pull ups or rows, standing rows, I'll usually add biceps in there. I'll do it all with the resistance band first and do a lot of like negatives and things like that. I like to do really heavy rows because a girl with strong back I just feel like is just great. Wow. And um it, So what do you do? Just, like
0: barbell rows, dumbbell rows?
1: No, I'll do a cable rows. Nice. I'll do close grip rows and wide grip rows. And um and then I'll go I I like to go back and forth with rows, lat pulldowns and straight bar pulldowns. Sometimes then I'll move to biceps and move to a little bit of a smaller muscle group, biceps and maybe add some triceps in there. I just like to like throw in like with upper body days, especially on Mondays, I'm like, okay, cool. If I have this hour, I'm going to make the most of it. Nice. And then I usually finish with core because I like to that's like my cool down. Not necessarily like you have to do core last. I just prefer to do core last because it's my cool down of like, okay, I'm able to stretch, go right into some core movements, holds, planks, things like that. And then I do a lot of planks. I do a lot of supermans and a lot, a lot of like opening up reverse things because I feel like crunching and closing your body so much. is just never really the best thing to do. I like to always do an exercise that opens my body up. So like reverse crunches and stuff like that.
0: That's awesome. Okay. Back day. And then,
1: then I'll do like day on Tuesday, tushy Tuesday (laughs) and you just got to remember it. So then that way, you know, you got to have your fun acronyms. So I like doing glutes, heavy hip thrusts, heavy squats. I like to do... And when you
0: say heavy, what do you mean? Like six reps, 12 reps, 20 reps?
1: Um, I work my way up, work my way down. So I will do a lighter, lighter weights as warm up weights and then go up. So if I'm doing heavy squats, I'll start with like 25s on each side. I'll do like 12 of those. Then I'll... I, I don't like heavy back squats, first of all, because I was really bad at them. I've always been bad at them. My knees will buckle. So I don't do more than my body weight. And then I'll go like 12. Then I'll do eight reps of heavier weight. Then I'll do like three sets of six, Nice. the heaviest weight. And then I'll go back down and then be done with it.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pyramid up. Yeah. S- some straight sets and then a back offset. Yeah. Awesome.
1: And I love, so hip I love squats. I love goblet squats. I love like, and then I like doing some fun things that like, Sometimes I don't, I like to stick with basic exercises because if you get too into like random, weird, like three different muscle groups in a, in an exercise, a lot of girls love to do that. And I just feel that sometimes it's just.
0: Yeah. What do you think of, you see, you know, on TikTok, you see all kinds of combination exercises and you know that the body they created isn't from doing those exercises. Right. Right. It's like, you know, here, you, let me just show you And then how every once in a while they'll throw a squat in, but you know no one's going to view yeah. a barbell squat, even though that's the thing that actually changed them.
1: Right. Yeah. That's like those leg presses are great. But then like the weird random lunge, kick, out whatever with a
0: curl and a press yeah yeah
1: i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say i've never done it and i'm not gonna say that i still don't do it but you could throw it it into
0: the mix but it shouldn't be your meat and potatoes
1: right i love it to get my heart rate up i love it if i'm going to do like any like hit style i'll like sometimes do i used to do a lot of hit and that just got like my body burnt out on things and that made me plateau yeah and so that's why i don't i'll do it just to like get my calories burning or my heart rate up and get me warm for my lifts, but those do not change you. If anything, it only works your core because you have to stay balanced in all those random weird things that you're doing. But if you're able to do a reverse lunge with 50 pounds and a lateral or a lateral raise with 15 pounds, you shouldn't be. Doing both of those,
0: yeah. You shouldn't be doing lunges with 15s,
1: right? Then why are you doing lunch? Like, just save the lunch for when you can do it heavier, exactly. So that was one of the. I, I see that still all the time in my gym, and it's fun and it's great and it keeps you creative and it keeps if that keeps your fitness like lively and keeps you interested. Then keep it up, go for it. The results
0: and, should keep you interested, right? That's, <laughs> that's what that's it my is. Opinion.
1: Yes, I agree, and that's why I tell my clients, I'm like, yeah. You know, we're going to do classic lifts. If you want to do anything fun or if you're bored, you just let me know. But honestly, we're just going to keep adding weight until you feel like like we're going to keep adding weight. We're going to keep making you feel stronger and keep making you feel better. And if you come back to me two days later and you're like, wow, I'm so sore, then I feel like I've done my job.
0: That's So that's a lot how I train is clients, the different days they show up, small groups, I pick one main lift or two main lifts to have them focus on. But then I put other accessory stuff and then sometimes fun things mixed in. So it's almost like, I don't know, tricking your kid eating vegetables.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. That's a great way to compare it.
0: And you're like, they don't really like, because yeah, no one's going to train if it's super boring. Right. And so if I only be like squat and then rest and squat, no one's going to train with me no matter how great the results are. Mm -hmm. Right. So you know, you can combine stuff together, right? You can do stuff while you're waiting and, you know, you can have a variety as long as you have the essential big lifts in there too.
1: Right. So that's what I definitely learned that from training so much in ways that I didn't enjoy or I didn't see results. I was like, what, what am I going to do to see results?
0: Yeah. So what, what did, what ways did you train that didn't give you results?
1: Over training, doing like three. So I trained at F45 for a while. That was like my group fitness and and I loved the workouts. Definitely kept me interested. However, it didn't really change my body in in ways that I really wanted it to. So yeah. I was overtraining, you were I was lifting, I was doing like 20 seconds of goblet squats with a 25 pound dumbbell, thinking that I was doing something good and I was doing something, but I could do 25 seconds with a 70 pound gobble or 70 pound dumbbell. Yeah. And really change my body. But so that was where I was like, okay, and just watching people do it. Now I see a lot more of what, what I was doing. So I was doing like an hour and a half of hit classes in a row, training, overtraining, wow. all, never resting my body. I would do like a lift and then go right into jump squats and go right into this and try and not ever stop. So that yeah, was trying to create
0: that, a circuit out of your workouts. Right. Instead of like focusing on a lift or two, pushing the weight, the intensity mm-hmm. with the weight.
1: Right. So that was definitely something that I was doing. And it still takes like practice for my mind to like, to leave that thought process of like, okay, you just lifted, take 35 seconds, take a minute to just like rest and go back into it. See if you can do that many reps again. Um, And I love watching myself be able to do more than that after I rest and be like, oh, okay, now I understand. But definitely overtraining, not lifting heavy enough, doing way too many, no equipment movements that. Was just like, okay, just over and over, constant reps all the time. I would say those are like my top ones that I that are misconceptions or things that I was doing wrong.
0: That's that awesome. I'm not doing anymore. And the thing that gave you the best results, yeah, lifting weights,
1: lifting weights, strength <laughs> training. Okay,
0: so row back Monday, Tuesday, legs. We got to get through our whole okay, week. Okay, yep, yep. <laughs>
1: we got okay. So Wednesday's usually my like another upper body day that like maybe some hit stuff, extra cardio. If I want to run or want to do some of that, that's my Wednesday. Thursday is another leg day. And then Friday is just like, if I wanted to just do full body, spend 45 minutes. If I want to go to a group fitness class, do something like that. Saturdays and Sundays are like my days of just, if I didn't get one of those days in, if I missed a workout or something, I'll fill that in on Saturday or Sunday.
0: That's awesome. And mm-hmm. people listening, you know, if you are super fearful of like your legs potentially getting big and maybe you are one of those few people that genetically you do grow muscle pretty easy, you can not have your lifting days be one or two body part focused, right? right. Like you have two mm-hmm. leg days. So it sounds like you're being very intentional with trying to develop your legs, mm-hmm. right? Where you could just do, you know, full body workouts or an upper right. body, lower body split that decreases the volume or the total of sets and reps and the exercises and that in itself will just keep you, you can be strong, but you will stay pretty small too. Right. And then based on your body, you can decide like, oh, I really want to develop this area. I'll have a full body or two days dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'll do with guys. If they want bigger chests and shoulders, you know, we're going to just do two days of that and only that. Where if everyone, you know, if you're just generally trying to be fit and strong and healthy, you can just do three days of full body.
1: Yep. And I just hit, some, the bull,
0: you know, hit the full body lifts.
1: Right. Like pull days or push days. If you yeah, really wanted to have a totally. theme to each day, like yeah. that's, I, all of my clients with the exception of two of them come twice a week. And so we just switch pull, uh, push Perfect. and pull days because I know that I'm not going to see them and I don't know how much they're going to the gym. So I want to be a little bit more intentional and, and just compliment that. So that way we're always touching every body part. And I, I like to switch that up too, because I mean, you do feel really like exhausted. I don't want like my legs to be super sore all the time, you know, if I'm only focusing on that. So I like to switch it up a little bit, but right now that's my, I like to like focus on stuff because I'm also, you know, it's summertime, it's coming up, you know, I like to just like keep that in the back of my mind. Like summer will come someday.
0: Do you you have any tips for people getting ready for summer, how they should be thinking about good strategy with training find a personal trainer (laughs) no
1: Um, (laughs) why is that well because you know I think that a personal trainer can watch you and see the outside that you're I mean I struggled a lot like being mentally focused and you have like an accountability partner you have someone who can talk to you whenever you are feeling like you're plateauing or Allow someone to understand your habits. So, I mean, even just having a consultation with somebody, just to talk to them, I feel like that's a really big, big move. You just find someone that can, you can tell what your habits are, what you like to do, what you don't like to do, and just get a little, you know, insight on your lifestyle so that you can change it up if you are needing a change, and if you don't need a change then I would say start drinking a lot more water right now because I can guarantee in the winter people just seem to not drink as much water.
0: I know. I think we just don't think about it.
1: Right. We're always cold.
0: (laughs) And I know you posted about questions. Are there any particular questions Mm -hmm. that you got asked that we should go over?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. So first of all, Brent, what is your favorite healthy treat?
0: My favorite healthy treat? I like there's a brand in... Austin. I think there's a gal. I'm really trying to get her on the podcast. So if anybody's listening, <laughs> have her connect with me. It's called Kalina. It's a, a coconut based um, yogurt. Mm-hmm. And they're like little, small, fancy coconuts. They're re- uh yogurts. They're really tasty. Ooh,
1: I love yogurt. Yeah. You, should, you guys
0: should try one before you okay. go back right, to Nashville.
1: That's on the list. What are your favorite lifts?
0: My favorite lifts. Uh, I love deadlifts. For sure, I mm-hmm. love deadlifts. Something, love something deadlifts. about like trying to pull dead weight off the ground because you have to line up everything, right? Yep. You have to brace. You have to take a breath. You have to, you know, and it's so, I don't know. Yeah. does something Makes primal. So Is that your strong. favorite lift? What's your favorite lift?
1: I love, I love goblet squats. I just feel like it's somewhat of the same thing. Once you get It's such a
0: good core exercise. Yes. Cuz you really have to brace hard to mm-hmm. hold that weight in front of you. Right. I always have sore abs after goblet squats, not legs.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean and also like your arms, you have to be holding that weight right out like yeah. I, I feel like it's a full body movement. Totally. That I just, I always like, if I don't know what to do like, if I'm lost right now in my workout, I'm like, I'm going to go grab a dumbbell. <laughs> I'm just going to go do some goblet squats, get back into it. I love it. How does a female get lean muscle while not worrying about bulking or getting big?
0: What would you say to that?
1: We're not meant to be getting big. So I feel like, I feel like females just think that because they lift heavy, they're just automatically going to get big. I feel that if you're wanting to gr- uh, to grow muscle, or get lean muscle or just muscle, mm-hmm. you need to eat, you need to be lifting and allow your body to also rest and let your body just do its thing. I feel yeah. like we're just, we don't have enough confidence in our body to do what we want to do if we're allowing ourselves to be better and work out.
0: I think, you know, Women have been taught do a ton of cardio and so a lot of times or high intensity group classes and so they're very inflamed or maybe retaining water from all that inflammation and they start lifting for a week or two and then they feel bigger or feel like their clothes are tighter and then they just stop and then they go back and it's like this cycle back and forth, back and forth where the way you need to view it is I'm going to lift for a year without really thinking about this too much and let it become a lifelong thing because all the benefits mentally and emotionally that you get will be amazing but it's going to take that long for your body to really change especially the first three months or so you know if you've never done any of these movements it's like playing tennis like how are you going to be good at tennis in three weeks like it's going to take time for your body to really change and as you start cutting out all that high intensity stuff you know you're going to start to lose a lot of that inflammation and then it will take time that body fat will start to go And you'll really start to see a figure you really like.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. That's such a good point about the inflammation because that is definitely something that I mean, I don't talk about it enough with my clients. So that's a really good reminder to let them know that, like, when you're lifting, your muscle is holding a lot of water too. How do I know if I'm overtraining?
0: I would say you're stressed out, your sleep's starting to get funky. You're not desiring to go to the gym. You're, you know, you you don't have, yeah, you don't have the desire to want to train. You're starting to get burnout. Maybe you're starting to want to eat very sugary things. Those are all mm-hmm. signs, you know, your libido is starting to go lower. Um, I would say all those are signs of training. Like the biggest sign is just no desire to want to train. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a place where you're just forcing yourself to go to these super hard classes or you're training with a trainer you don't want to train with, you need to pay attention to that. Like take a break for a while. It's okay to just not do anything for a while. Right. Just go walk for a while. And then start from a place where you get curious and go, okay, where where do I want to begin now? And then start to introduce stuff slowly. Because I always try to follow follow for myself. Like I want to build my own workouts up to the point where I just keep feeling better and better and better. If I'm getting in the place where I'm just, enslaving my body and just having my mind be like, do these things because I'm trying to look a certain way. It's eventually going to fall apart. Right. And it's okay to take a break for a while. Just Mm -hmm. don't do anything. Just, you know, there was a point in my life where I just, all I did was go on walks and yoga for a while. And then once my body healed from just chronically training too much and bodybuilding, then I was like, naturally, I felt this feeling of, I feel like I want weights now. Your body will tell you, you're like, I think I need strength now. Mm -hmm. It will tell you.
1: Yeah. No, that you're, I mean, that's what I experienced was the overtraining and you're right. It, your body will be craving something that will, you'll know like, Oh my gosh, I really need this. And that's, that's usually when you get a call of like from a client's like, Hey, I really need a personal trainer. Or like, like I, that's what I've definitely heard a lot of my members or my clients say like, yeah, you know, I just like, I don't know how to work out anymore. And, and they took that break and they love training now. But if you're missing that, But also, I would say, as a female, you start experiencing, you lose your period, you lose your your hormones are starting to get all out of whack. Like, and you are constantly in the gym, then there's a sign that you probably are overtraining. Totally. Um, we'll do one more. Your go-to pre-workout meals.
0: I always tell, especially all the the gals before they come train in the morning, just eat fruit, Mm -hmm. get your blood sugar up, digest super easy. If you really don't want to eat fruit, something like uh, beet juice, get your blood sugar up, it's a vasodilator, right? Mm -hmm. But it's really the two, three meals you had the day before that's going to fuel that workout, right? But of course, if you're in a slight caloric deficit, you know, your blood sugar is going to be low. So having fruit and you'll be able to tell, let people train for a while and then they start bonking in their workouts. Okay, we either need more calories or you need a meal before you come. But Mm -hmm. fruit seems to do really well. You just pick what fruit works well for you. At one client, she eats pomegranates and chia seeds, which works, works well. Very
1: crunchy. <laughs> yeah, very, very crunchy. <laughs> what very do you good. like for pre workouts I love pomegranate seeds. Apparently, that's one of my superfoods. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I love blueberries and strawberries. Nice. Big blueberry girl, and I love strawberries. So those would be my two go-tos. That's mm-hmm.
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, man, I do love fruit, but I would say like one of my like I love a good little piece of toast.
0: Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're training heavy and you're training hard. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the thing too is you know, if you need more calories, go for it. Mm-hmm. Toast is great. Oatmeal.
1: Love oatmeal. That's a good post workout for me. It's a good yeah. comfort food. It's yeah. Nice, warm. Just
0: brings everything down, settles everything. Yeah, makes refuel fun, really the muscles. Cool. Oh, <laughs> what do you put oatmeal. in your oatmeal?
1: Okay. So this is gonna be weird. Okay, but I actually love I love oatmeal. It's either a protein oatmeal. So I'll put like some protein, like a scoop of protein, some almond milk, blueberries in there. Or I'll do like a sweet and savory oatmeal where I'll like make my oatmeal, then I'll crack an egg in it. And then I have this like salted caramel like powder, okay. like a hydrate powder or whatever. I put that in there and I drizzle some almond butter over it. It is very, very good. I know it sounds crazy, but it's delicious.
0: I absolutely love that. So... Before you end, what is your message to clients and future clients or anybody listening? Like your, you know, your reason why and the thing you want to instill in all your people that you work with? Like if they could walk away working with you, that they would have this mindset shift, that they'd have this new perspective. What would that be?
1: I think that one thing I would love for them to remember is that fitness and health and wellness is there to be a light for you. And it's there to, allow you to feel stronger, to feel better about yourself, to carry you through whatever you're going through and to not look at it as something that is a negative or a chore or something like that. It's a light. It's there to be there for you in whatever way you need it to be. And I think that just remember that health is just health is something that it just it makes me so happy to even think about. It's supposed to be there for a positive, reinforcement encourage you throughout everything so if you're ever wondering or if you're scared of the gym or if you're scared of working out next to somebody that really knows what you're what they're doing don't let it intimidate you you have to start somewhere and let it just be a light for you
0: amazing and -hmm. if people want to work with you or connect with you how do they do so
1: you can find me on instagram i'm most active there at i am the libster i am t-h-e-l-i-b-s-t-e-r awesome yeah
0: Libby, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me, Brent. It's awesome.
0: Yes, another fun episode. Libby, thanks so much for coming out. I always love talking to trainers, talking strength training. If you've learned anything from this episode or the past episodes, something you need to be doing that you should be doing is strength training. Full body, two, three days a week, lifting weights. Dumbbells and barbells are by far my favorite because you can progress, especially barbells on them the longest. And the reason you want to be strength training, not only because you're going to look your very best and feel your very best is because when you're 80, 90, 100 years old, your ability to function freely in this world will depend on your strength. Now, you don't want to just lift weights, but it is something just like brushing your teeth that is a key pillar to experiencing the most Out of this life The very, very, bare minimum Invest in learning how to lift weights For three months Learn the proper movements And then there's so many programs online You can buy so many different PDFs It's really not that complicated Or find a community of people lifting weights But don't do CrossFit Please, for the love of God Don't fucking do CrossFit But remember Just because you're using a barbell And lifting weights Does not mean you're also doing CrossFit If you ever have any questions or confused about any of this, you can always reach out to me at Bodies by Brent, ATX on Instagram or TikTok, Bodies by Brent. I'm always here to answer any questions. Leave a review, subscribe to the podcast. Also shoot me a message if there's anything you would like to hear more of. Subjects, topics, things about me, different guests, or you have guests that you know that you would love to have come on, Send them my way. I love to keep growing this thing, keep helping people, keep putting more fitness and wellness knowledge. Because if we've learned anything from the pandemic, it is your responsibility to take care of your own well-being. And how can you take care of the ones you love in your family if you don't take care of you? I think there's a saying: I take, you know, I take care of me for you, and you take care of you for me. The best act of loving yourself and others is taking care of your own health and well-being from that place you can create joy and happiness in others lives and that ripples out into everything yeehaw all right guys i will see you hear you you'll hear me something like that on the next episode